Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. And today on the podcast, a special edition because we're going to have an extended edition of the podcast. Of course, you can catch me on Mile High Sports Radio, AM 1340 FM, 104.7, doing the radio show. And and in the radio show, we get the opportunity to spend a lot more time talking about these topics. And of course, the big topic is... What are they going to do with the third-string center? No, I'm kidding. The Denver Broncos hire their next head coach. That would be Vic Fangio, the former defensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears, is coming to the Mile High City to coach the Blue and Orange. Will be the 17th head coach in Denver Broncos history. What does this mean for the Broncos? How well of a job did they do as far as finding these candidates? Was he the right candidate? Where does Gary Kubiak fit in all this? This is all the answers that I will give you coming up in the next hour. So be sure to check it out. Uh, of course, we're all presented by Bespoke Edge. It's BespokeEdge.com. Big thanks to them. BespokeEdge.com. Best men's custom clothier. The website got tons and tons, thousands of blog posts, videos, a lot of great stuff. Whether it's the uh, casual date night or maybe a party coming up, be sure to check out my friends at Bespoke Edge. That's BespokeEdge.com. BespokeEdge.com. He's 60 years old from Dunmore, Pennsylvania. This is a guy who's been a defensive coordinator for a majority of his football career. And let me tell you what, his football career is a long one, spanning from the mid to late 90s in Carolina, had a stint in Indy as well as Houston, and then really started to pick up under the guidance, uh, uh, paired with Jim Harbaugh in San Francisco, and then, of course, previously in Chicago. Now the Denver Broncos head coach. This is his first high school opportunity. This is a guy who was a linebacker previously. Uh, played in the USFL in the 80s. College ball at uh, 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 North Carolina. And then uh, played in the NFL for a while. A hot second. Nearly 10 years with the New Orleans Saints. Fangio is known as a no-nonsense, no bs no excuses type of guy. Very, uh, I don't know if rough around the edges is a fair way to put it, but very old school. Guy who's going to call it like he sees it. He runs a tight ship. He runs a tight ship. Well, I don't know if that's true. But but certainly a guy who's going to not be afraid to speak his mind. And certainly a guy who is not going to sugarcoat anything, which I think is great. I think there are lots of pros and cons with that. There are cons, though. As in the NFL, that generally is a good thing. When you win. When you're not winning, whole different story. 
Now, uh, Fangio has signed a four-year deal, and I understand there's a fifth-year option involved as well to Nikki Javala, uh, at least was the first that I saw that broke this. Uh, but she does note that that was first by ESPN's Adam Schefter. Uh, now, players who have coached or have been coached by Vic Fangio have a lot of great things to say about him, as they mostly would when you're a very quality defensive coordinator. Again, Fangio is known as one of the better defensive coordinators around, and there's a lot of people saying it's about time that Fangio got a gig. Uh, Lewis Riddick on Twitter goes out and says, nice hire by the Broncos. Vic Fangio, a stud, hashtag, it's about damn time. Congrats, coach. Uh, Khalil Mack, the Bears fine linebacker, who has only played a year under Fangio, of course, his previous year, said, quote, you're talking about one of the best coaches in football, the evil genius himself. Fangio is a hell of a coach, and he understands his players and a real personable dude off the field. That's from Khalil Mack. Personable dude. Yes, he's also been called a mob boss. Players would run through a wall for him. And I tweeted this out a couple days ago. I wonder if that style, that mob boss style, that no-nonsense, that no-BS, is the big reason why Vic Fangio has not been hired as a head coach prior to the Broncos, is because a lot of teams have multiple interviews, and they have multiple finalists, and finally, when you get down to it, you're like, oh, man, they're all great, and they're all very skilled on the field, but off the field, this Fangio guy, boy, he's kind of like, He's not afraid to say his mind, and I wonder if that's going to be a problem with some of our bigger-name players like this and that. Because, again, it's fine when you win, but we've seen it when you lose. It's a problem, particularly when you have no credibility. Vance Joseph, example, when he called out some of his players, talking about the the Von Miller situation, the the jumping off sides, that, that became a side problem. As much as it wasn't a large problem, that was something that loomered enough to the point to where media members were asking players about it and players were responding right back to it. It's fine when you win, but not so much when you lose. And Fangio, make no mistake, while a very highly respected defensive coordinator, is a first-time head coach, and this is somebody who will have to earn his credibility. Now, tweeted out by Adam Schefter. Uh, there is obviously several reports out there, and I believe that we can fairly say that while maybe he won't be the offensive coordinator, or he may be, Gary Kubiak plays a big part of what's going on in Denver right now, and that he will be the archetype, the architect of the Broncos' offense regardless of whatever title he holds, offensive coordinator or supervisor to the offensive mind or advisor. I don't give a damn what title he has. He will be the architect of this offense. That is a whole nother discussion that we're going to get into. uh, And maybe we'll tackle that in the next segment. Because I want to stick with Fangio here and who he is and what he brings to the table. Now, interesting notes on Fangio. Of course, he was the defensive coordinator for Chicago 2015 to 2018 his defenses in general do you like takeaways 
interceptions and fumbles because his defenses are generally pretty good at that. His Chicago defense led the NFL this season in takeaways with 36 as well as points allowed 17 and just a tick over half. And of course, like we mentioned, his coaching career began in 1986 and he is now uh, the 17th head coach in Denver Broncos history to lead the blue and orange. Um, it's it's initially off the top. It's not surprising. Uh, I, I tweeted out, I think it was Sunday. It, it was going to be Munchak or it was going to be Fangio, and I had a very good gut feeling it was going to be Fangio. We talked kind of yesterday that he seems like the guy that best fits the hire right now. Let's let's be honest. There there weren't a ton of great candidates that were out there. But Fangio kind of fits the best hire, particularly with Kubiak in this whole role where he can slide in. Kubiak's going to run the offense. Fangio will run the defense. It'll be this two-headed dragon. And I'm always kind of stunned to see how that's such an unsexy way of doing it compared to the other side of things. Uh, when it comes to fans on social media, media members in general. Fangio is a... A lot of people think he is a mastermind on defense. He he knows nothing. He's not going to peek his head into the offensive room. That's what Gary Kubiak's going to do. You know what mold is being used right now in that way that everybody is absolutely going gaga over? The Los Angeles Rams. Sean McVay is the offensive mastermind. He does nothing. When it comes to the defense, you know what they did? They hired the reliable, trusty, well-respected guy in Wade Phillips. And they run this two-headed dragon thing. I think if you're Denver, your best scenario, and I think this is actually a scenario that could very well play out over the next couple years, is that Gary Kubiak becomes your Dick LeBeau of the offense. And he just becomes the offensive coordinator, hopefully successfully, for the next 10, 15 years. He's just the guy who runs the offense. Now, whether that happens or not, that's a whole different story. But I think that's your best case scenario. He doesn't leave. He stays there. He runs the offense. Fangio's the defensive guy. It's this two-headed dragon running back and uh, running side by side. Why is it so sexy when the head coach is the offensive guy, but not a defensive guy, but not so much the other way around? Of course, there's the whole NFL offensive takeover. Everybody wants, well, next Sean McVay. Do you know Sean McVay? Because if you do, congratulations, you may have a job in the NFL. So I I think there is this wait, uh, and we're going to get into it as well, too. I think there's a lot of wait and see. I think there's a lot of individuals on Twitter, and I'm going to read some of your reaction. You can get your reaction in on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. I think there's a lot of people who have cautious optimism. They're not doing the fan thing that's that's just getting overly excited because they've been spurned so bad with Josh McDaniels and Vance Joseph, and I applaud you for that. You should approach these as a wait and see. Uh, Fangio has confirmed his move to Denver and thanked the Bears on Instagram. Vic Fangio has an Instagram. 
I'm going to have to go follow this guy. Mm. Uh, he says, thank you to the city of Chicago, the fans, and the Bears organization. Truly best to be a part of a team as historic and well-respected as the Bears. Yada, yada, yada. Very excited for my next chapter in my life, becoming the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Very excited to get back to work and help bring the city of Denver the same energy. Hashtag Broncos country. I should note, he put hashtag Broncos country and not Broncos Nation. So thus, we're winning the Super Bowl, baby! Woo! He got it right the first time! I love it. Sweet! I love it. All right, that's Uh... So anyways, uh, Vic Fangio will be the new head coach. By the way, there are many who are asking on our text line, uh, Chris, homie dog, um, what does this mean for the Von Miller trade Uh, or this talk of the Von Miller trade? I want to be very, very clear. Very, very clear. Do not listen to any moron who will tell you that Von Miller should be traded or will be traded. Let's extinguish that talk. End of story. Moving on. Gary Kubiak is going to be the... The X factor here. I I think Kubiak is, if not more important to the success of the Denver Broncos over the next two, three years than Vic Fangio. He is going to have to be the one that builds this offense, which is the weak link of the team, at least to be respectable utilizing ingredients that are just not very good right now. Now, you have some nice pieces, and I think truly that offense is better than some of the production that they've been putting out. Injuries had a big part to do with it. I mean, remember, they lost three starting offensive linemen last year. They lost, I mean, you can make an argument, both starting wide receivers. Obviously, one to trade, one to injury. And they dealt with injuries at the running back position. Tight ends were gone as well. And the tight ends are non-existent in the offense. Uh, but they did They did have the injury to Jake Butt early. And they thought the Broncos thought that Jake Butt was going to be a real big contributor. And quite frankly, I was in agreement. So I, I, this, this Denver offense with the ingredients that they have, this will need to be Gary Kubiak's finest hour. Because he has been good and he has been bad with the offense in his years and time. Now, obviously, in his time with Peyton Manning as head coach, uh, they they were up and down, okay? Uh, you'll actually remember in 2015, not that great of a year from the offense. 2016 as well, too. Under Houston, uh, in Houston, under Kubiak, Kubiak actually had a really, really decent offense for the amount of talent that he had. You know, had he had a high profile guy in in Andre Johnson, Arian Foster. But let's be honest, Matt Schaub, not the greatest thing in the world. And yet, uh, in regards to points wise, and again, this is points and a team rank throughout the years under Gary Kubiak, Houston ranked ninth in uh, 2010, 10th and 11. Eighth in 2012. Those are solid numbers. Those are solid numbers. If Gary Kubiak can bring an offense that it does not have to be top five in this league. If they can just bring an offense that is competent and in that 10 through 15 range when it comes to scoring points, scoring differential, 
with the defense, that that is enough for me to say, okay, you are holding your end of the bargain up. And from there, it's up to Vic Fangio then to bring a elite defense. And I think that's a big pressure that's going to be on Fangio immediately is that he is going to have to improve this defense, not just keep them on that same flight. He has to improve this defense. Now, it should be noted that Fangio's record when it comes to pass defense versus rush defense, his pass defense is generally far better. Okay, Uh, This is a guy who seems to get the best out of his secondary. I don't know why. Maybe it's just his style, or maybe he has a better eye for talent for those secondary members. But to give you an idea, when it comes to passing defenses, ranked again, team-wise, he has been in the top 10 passing defense yards-wise, and I I think this is a really big stat to look at because passing defense yards-wise can be a stat that can be such an overinflated stat because of uh, uh, garbage time. On the offensive side, not so much on the defensive side because you're obviously playing defense. You know, you, you don't get the time to, to uh, generally, if you're playing on defense and you're up by a ton, you're allowing those yards, but yet still in the top 10 for the last seven years. That would be Vic Fangio between the two teams, Chicago and San Francisco. Run defense, different story. He has been weak at times, including in Chicago. Now, it should be noted that in Chicago, when Fangio, when Fangio was the defensive mastermind, that is the only spot in his coaching career where his defenses over the years began to ascend and get better. Uh, as a tweet from our friend of the show, Benjamin Albright, points out, essentially gives the statistics for some of the different uh, defenses over the years throughout his time. So, look. It's it's a, I think it's the safer hire when it comes to the fit. Because now you have this defensive star, you have this offensive, what you think is going to be a guy who can at least bring a competent offense. That's a whole other story. And so it fits nicely. It fits well. I just, I, I, I looked at the munch. We talked about this earlier in the week on the show. I, I asked myself, can I, can this team win a Super Bowl under Mike Munchak? And I, no hesitation. No, I just don't see it. Fangio, I as I responded on Monday, said, "Yeah, I I could see that. I don't know if this is going to be a team that's going to be led by a juggernaut year after year after year, because they're going to need to be an offensive team for that to happen. But I think yes, they could win a Super Bowl under Fangio. Uh, there was no question." Under Munchak, I didn't see it. So there's a lot of pressure on Gary Kubiak now because he has got to get the best out of Case Keenum. Now, I will say this. Kubiak's style, it goes hand-in-hand with Case Keenum. Okay? Guy established the run, really finds success there, utilize that play fake, that play action, get him outside, and and that's what they that's what we screamed we screamed from the press box, the fans. Why aren't they doing this more? Everybody, of course, saw all the statistics about them being one of the 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 least utilizing play action teams in the league. 
even though Case Keenum was so successful utilizing it against Minnesota, when he was with Minnesota. So look, hand in hand, it kind of works. So we'll see how it goes. But certainly there's a difference between him putting that actually to the field and us just imagining it. It's a it's a monumental move in this Broncos history because make no mistake, Elway, this goes all the way up to Elway. Elway's time with the Broncos is hinging on Vic Fangio. Because if he don't if he don't work out, and I'm talking about Vic Fangio, if Fangio don't work out, this is it for Elway. Elway is thrusting all the chips in front on the table. He is going all in on Fangio Kubiak. And I think when you hire Vic Fangio and pair him with Gary Kubiak, you are essentially saying that it wasn't the players last year. It was the coaching. We have a talented enough team to win, and we will make them better this year in this offseason. But we lost last year because of the coaching. And quite frankly, I wouldn't disagree with that either because the coaching was atrocious last year. So all in on Vic Fangio. The Mob Boss. I like the nickname. The Mob Boss nickname. That's going to be fun. Uh, Should be a lot of fun. Your reaction coming up 303-831-1340. That's 303-831-1340. And again, I want to say thanks to our friends at Bespoke Edge. BespokeEdge.com. Best men's custom clothier. They know the Denver style. They are family owned and operated. And of course, for the last six years, they've been outfitting Denver area men and and whether that's a suit for the office, something more casual, creative for date night. Of course, a lot of engagements most recently. Congratulations to you, new uh, fiance. Uh, a, a lot of maybe potential occasions you're planning for in the future. Be sure to use my friends at Bespoke Edge. That's BespokeEdge.com. Just as you hear it, spell it out online. BespokeEdge.com. Hundreds of blog posts, videos published over the years. Colorado's leading source for practical men's style tips. Bespoke Edge. Come stream on the all-new Mile High Sports mobile app, free for Apple and Android. Your responses to the Vic Fangio hiring, you can follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio, on Twitter. Uh, I think the to overview all of them, to, to really give you the, the feel of Broncos country, the fan. I think everybody is cautiously optimistic. I don't think anybody is in love with it. I don't think anybody is just absolutely ready to to crown this an absolute home run hire. I don't think anybody is really ready to crown it just an awful hire either. Mile High Guy Twitter on says, I think it's an all right hire. Outside of Taylor, there was no young and potentially off uh, up-and-coming offensive guy on the list. Uh, Jacob Brown says, give me Kubiak or Taylor with Wentz as his quarterback and he'll succeed. (laughs) Yeah, let's just do that. Yeah, let's just, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence, kid, let's get lawyers hired to overrule the three-year rule and then let's just bring him into the NFL now. Put him on the Broncos too. And then let's have Russell Wilson back him up too. Taylor Koth on Twitter says, after seeing what he did with Khalil Mack this year, drooling over the idea of Fangio with both Miller and Chubb, hire will keep the Broncos' team identity of strong defense going for the foreseeable future great hire. Was strong defense really their team identity last year? 
I guess. Pretty weak identity, to be truly honest. Pretty weak identity. Because that that secondary was far from strong. But don't get me wrong, their best players are on defense. So I think your team identity generally morphs that way. I feel like either your team identity is offense if you have a franchise quarterback or defense if you don't. Because it's like by default, yeah, we probably play better on defense. And if you're like the Jets or the Cardinals, you really don't care about team identity because you just suck. Joe on Twitter, Joe Rowe NFL says, if Kubiak is going to be the offensive coordinator, then Fangio makes the most sense for the top job. I think when it was Munchak and Fangio as really, you, you kind of looked at the candidates and you were like, are they really considering Zach Taylor? Are they really considering Brian Flores? I don't think so. Pagano was a, now well, cross our T's, dot our I's. Guys from Boulder, see, poke around, see what's his interest in the NFL. We knew it was going to be Munchak or Fangio. And it felt like Fangio made the most sense because of the Kubiak situation, as we talked about yes, uh, uh, last segment. Stacy on Twitter says, I sure hope he can come up with better plays than some of the ones we used this last season. <laughs> very, very straight to the point, Stacy is. Yes, I hope so, too, because they were off on play calling. Both sides, defense, offense. Play calling was just not very good. Uh, Taylor, by the way, says should not be hard. It is a low bar after all. Sam on Twitter says mob boss in charge. I like the higher iffy on Kubiak running the offense. I think uh, I think a lot of people are feeling that. I think a lot of people are a little iffy on Kubiak because there has been a lot of pros and there have been a lot of cons when it comes to Kubiak. Now, it should be noted, the guy got nine wins out of Trevor Simeon. I mean, that... That's pretty damn good. You can make an argument that that maybe that's what they would have had this year because Case Keenum was a replica of Trevor Simeon. Dennis says he's taking a wait-and-see approach. Douglas Jr. says reason for excitement, something that's been missing for several years. Interesting. Um, Andrew says... He looks like former Yankees manager Joe Torrey. Uh, he hasn't been a head coach before. He's 60. Naturally, I think he'll vibe with the young team and get the right bullpen we need. How is that Rockies bullpen doing, by the way? Have they have they done anything? Do we have a cricket sound drop? Yes. Glenn says, not trusting Kubiak as OC. Jennifer says, cautiously optimistic. Not sure how I feel. But this one is big because it's not Vance Joseph. Look, Vance is Vance is gone. Okay, he's gone. I don't want to talk about him anymore. It's done. It's over. Stop crushing him because it's done. Uh, my uh, Mueller Zach Mueller says three thoughts. This is Elway's last shot at getting it right. Correct. I would have liked to see head coach somewhere on the resume. Correct. Elway is showing Kubiak in all this uh, cons. Uh, his his wording is all messed up, but he's basically saying uh, Elway showing Kubiak the trust is concerning and will create a bad dynamic within Dove Valley. I mean, I, I don't really agree with that. A bad dynamic. Um, 
So look, a lot of reaction. You can get it, uh, keep it coming through social media on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. I think overall the the big thing here is that this is now a hire that now hinges on two people. It's Vic Fangio becoming a a well, I should say a continued excellent defensive mastermind. And then there's also this Kubiak side that has to bring the offense. And now you have two guys trying to juggle the job really of one, trying to become this tri-headed dragon. Now, when that happens and when it all clicks, it's amazing. It's great because then you have Super Bowl caliber type teams with good players. The problem is, is it's also multiple moving gears. It's an added gear moving into the situation. And it also means that that's one more thing that could go wrong. That's one more thing that could go wrong. Now, we're going to talk about this in the next segment because we talked about this yesterday in the uh, previous show about how does this head coaching hire really matter and the quarterback situation and how it applies because now all of a sudden there's Gary Kubiak into the mix and he coached a guy by the name of Joe Flacco. And Flacco is probably going to be available. Kind of an interesting dynamic, don't you say? We'll line up the gears and see if this works. Is Case Keenum really going to be the guy? Or maybe does this Flacco situation become more of a thing? So we'll get uh, we'll get a nickname for Vic. And then, uh, of course, I, I assume the uh, introductory pre- press conference will be coming up in a day or two. And, of course, uh, be sure to keep it locked on milehighsports.com for Bunch of great reading on, uh, well, not only your reaction, our reaction, players' reaction, too. Uh, That is starting to roll in as well, too, as, of course, uh, social media in today's day and age. A lot of different uh, reactions that uh, you can read up on. That's at milehighsports.com. Yesterday, we talked about on the show that, and and again, this is prior to the hiring, whether it be Munchak or Vic Fangio, how big of a deal really is it? Because the Broncos don't have a quarterback. And if you think Case Keenum's the right quarterback, then you need your eyes checked. Um, but he is reality. He is reality as the, the quarterback for next year. I mean, they, they got no other options. Or is there now? Because, again, in Baltimore, it's very clear. Joe Flacco is not the guy. They would have put him in in the third quarter when they were losing, and Lamar Jackson had 50 yards then in that postseason game. They are now eliminated. It is likely they're moving on from Joe Flacco. If Gary Kubiak is the offensive mind that we think he will be, and again, that's not official, but it is, you know, put two plus two together. Well, could he be the next option for Denver as somebody who comes in now? I want to start by saying this. Money-wise, it doesn't work out very well, okay? Money-wise, they got a lot of money dipped into Case Keenum. And the idea that you're going to now dip money into Joe Flacco as well, too, I mean, that it doesn't sound very realistic, okay? Um, but it should be noted that Joe Flacco, under Gary Kubiak in 2014, had a very good year. In fact... 
He had a career year. He threw for more touchdowns than he ever has in a single season. 27. He only turned the ball over 12 times, at least interception-wise. He had a completion percentage of 62% uh, percent passing and threw for 3,900 yards, which uh, as of today stands as his second best year yards-wise. And of course, they went 10-6. and six. Uh, Flacco thrives under the play-action get him out in space. You can turn Flacco around and and that's okay. You know, there's a lot of quarterbacks in this league you don't want to turn their back to the defense because they can't scan it as well or they can't recognize it and that's totally fine. But that also means you can't run that kind of play action. And I think that was the big reason why Bill Musgrave struggled so much with Case Keenum. Case Keenum cerebral guy who can turn his back to the defense. That's what they did in Minnesota, and that's what worked. Bill Musgrave coming from a quarterback who really doesn't like to do that. They don't like to turn Derek Carr around. So what happens is he wants to run what he thinks runs best, and that's keeping Case Keenum in front of everything, keeping his head in front, and unfortunately you can't utilize that play action then, and then all of a sudden it doesn't work out so well. So if Kubiak is running this, it should make Case Keenum a little bit better as well, too. But to go back to the Flacco situation as far as the contract goes, uh, 2019 is scheduled for a base salary of $18 million, a cap number of 26, and dead money, by the way, is $16 million. I, it just don't, it doesn't seem very realistic. I think everybody's going to want to try to drum this up because, you know, there's a natural connection. He coached with them. Gary Kubiak and, and Joe Flacco did. And it should be noted, Kubiak was the offensive coordinator at this time. And so they're kind of a pairing, but the problem is, is like it just doesn't just doesn't seem realistic. Now, crazier things have happened. So, you know, it's the NFL, but it also should be noted too that this is going to be an NFL team or an NFL offseason where there are going to be several teams looking for that quarterback. And Denver would probably have to get into a bidding war against somebody else. And actually, it's funny because myself and one of my colleagues, Sean Drotar, Sean Drotar hosts the uh, two to four show with Renan Notaro and Nate Lundy. We actually were talking about this weeks ago, months ago. We were talking about, you know, what's kind of funny is a trade actually makes sense for both teams if it was literally Case Keenum for Joe Flacco. Like, that's literally what would have to happen. That That's what would make more money match up even more sense. The problem is there's really no reason to, to flop veteran quarterbacks because they're both kind of like the same. I mean, it's a, it's really a horizontal move. It's not a vertical moving up. So the reality is, is they're stuck with Case Keenum. They will probably draft a guy in the later rounds if one of their guys doesn't fall maybe towards the early second. And you're stuck with Case Keenum, at least for this year. At least for this year. Uh, wrapping up the reaction from uh, Twitter, getting your guys' responses in. Bracken303 uh, says, this better mean Zach Taylor's coming as O.C., or at least an assistant to Kubiak, because I was set on Munchek being the guy to get this offense under control. I don't know how Munchek was going to get the offense under the control. 
That's the that's the thing here is regardless of if it was Fangio or Munchak, it was basically going to be Kubiak's offense. He is going to be the architect in some way, shape, or form, but we'll see. Maybe Zach Taylor comes along as well, too. Broncos Fanatic on Twitter says, not excited at all. Potential prerequisite of getting the job was allowing Elway to pick his staff. The same mistake Elway made with Vance Joseph's rookie year, not to mention Gary Kubiak's uh, offense is antiquated and isn't involved enough for today's NFL. It's always funny when when the word um, evolved gets gets thrown into the mix. Like, like these guys can't evolve with the times. The old guys. And it's always associated with age. Oh, the old guy. Oh, he, he's 60 years old. He can't run anything new. He can't be successful because he doesn't he doesn't know how to run things in today's day and age. Might I remind you that some of the most experienced, some of the most successful head coaches are in their 60s? Pete Carroll, 65 plus. Bill Belichick, 65 plus. Bruce Arians now just newly hired. Very successful head coach, 65 plus. I, I, Andy Reid in his 60s. There are plenty of guys who are, I would argue, the far better hires than taking the dart-throwing approach of trying to find the next Sean McVay and the more consistent safe hires, and that's why they went with a guy like Fangio or Munchak. It's the, it's the, the right fit for the right time because... They tried the Vance Joseph. It didn't work. First-time head coach didn't work. Now, it should be noted, though, that while we are talking about this age and how the experience and everything like that, Fangio has never been a head coach. And that's where I think my biggest worry was with this kind of hire because I I get it. He has experience as a DC, and he's been here, done that, and, and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. He's also never been the guy. And there are things that come with being the guy that you will never know until you are the guy. So you can uh, tune in to any archive of today's show. We have a lot of good stuff. You uh, missed any of it? Instant reaction to Vic Fangio, the 17th head coach in Denver Broncos history. Uh, you can find that at milehighsports.com. And of course the Broncos Blitz podcast, a daily podcast at milehighsports.com. Lot to discuss. And of course we'll be back tomorrow, 11 a.m. to do it all over again. We should probably have some sort of idea of rock solid what's happening with the offense by tomorrow. So, again, thank you to my friends at Bespoke Edge, bespokeedge.com. Denver Broncos hire their new head coach. We'll see how Vic Fangio does. And, of course, we will come with more reaction from you on the Broncos Blitz podcast. That's at milehighsports.com. You can find archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast, milehighsports.com, and the new Mile High Sports mobile app that's free for Apple and Android to download. Be sure to go check it out over there at milehighsports.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.